1: You remember Eileen Fillercorn? I was talking about her in the last half hour. She was the Speaker of the House of Delegates. Oh, it was all kinds of history. First Jewish Speaker. I don't, I, I don't know why that's that important, but okay. Uh, she's the first woman Speaker of the House of Delegates. She also didn't know... I mean, I'm surprised she could find her way to Richmond because she's a New Yorker who moved to Northern Virginia. Congratulations. What a unique situation. And apparently she felt like she... Uh, would tell the rest of Virginia what's acceptable and what's not acceptable in a state capital that existed long before she even arrived in the state, and she would clean up the history of Virginia. I just love this Yankee attitude of, I'm going to come to Virginia and tell you what racist you are and that your ancestors were racist and you're racist and you just listen to me. I'm from New York. I'll fix it for you because you're too stupid to figure it out yourself. So she came in and in the middle of the night, she ordered all of the statues related to the Civil War removed from the Capitol on her order. And that's the way things have been done in Virginia, that the Speaker of the House of Delegates is a very powerful position and I've known a lot of speakers. I mean, I remember A.L. Philpot was the first speaker I knew back when I was in middle school and high school. I mean, that guy, he was a hardcore Democrat. He ruled with an iron fist. But I think even A.L. Philpot knew where the limits were to his own authority. Not because someone had limited him, but because he limited himself. And it's weird to me that Eileen Fillercorn, in her first two-year period, and hopefully only, ever, two-year period as Speaker of the House, didn't have that o- her own self-awareness and self-discipline. So now, of course, the legislature has to step in and try to figure out how to navigate this going forward. So some other idiot, um, a native Virginian or out-of-towner, doesn't come in and do the same thing. Now, I've kind of set up Senator Bryce Reeves in an uncomfortable situation with my hypercriticism there, but he is nice enough to join us this morning. So before any of your colleagues get mad that I've been so rude, I said it, you didn't say it, but good morning to you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, with, without the, the potent political commentary, have I accurately stated what occurred?
2: Yeah, except you left out, we still don't know where everything is, and she was convicted of a crime. I, well, good point. Her.
1: That's right. First speaker too right. is she lied to the court, and the judge didn't like that. That's that is that is an important element. So we really don't know where the stuff is that used to be in the old House chamber. It's kind of a museum anyway. So I'm I'm
2: puzzled. We still
1: don't know where that well, statue of Robert E. Lee is, and the rest of it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, John, when this first happened, we were dealing with monuments. And as you know, where I'm at on the monuments in general to, to try to fix it to keep it from being destroyed and altered just really set me off. And mm-hmm. At that time, the events happened. I sent a, you would think as a standing senator, I would have some say. And uh, I sent a formal request, written request. Where is it? You know, even under FOIA, you have to disclose it. And the clerk at that time. For the house that that uh, the Democrats picked refused to acknowledge my request or any information. So really? it's my understanding. Uh, sure, it's my understanding that we still don't know where this stuff is. And if you were to ask Speaker Gilbert today, he couldn't tell you either. And he's he's looked into the matter. So you know. So now are they stonewalling
1: things, him too, yeah. or is he just? he he's not prioritizing this i mean he's got other things to
2: no to i i think he got stonewalled as well and and right now of course uh, we don't have a budget so there are some other pressing items i don't right. think the the items that were taken out of the old house chamber which everyone everyone knows is a museum uh the mace for the house is kept in there i mean it it is set up almost in an original condition of what it was like at the time it was originally set up and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of a reverent place where you see all these busts of historical uh, figures and you know it it told a story yeah and when you take those things out it no longer tells that story i I mean I, i this is kind of a quick side but if anybody's ever seen the movie Lincoln, when they film that at our Capitol, there's a point at which Tommy Lee Jones is sitting over by the old Senate uh, chamber where the queen came to visit. And he's sitting on a stool and he's talking about I can't remember exactly, but basically how to get this thing through. And when they pan back, you see the you see the monument or the statue of our first president. And behind him, you see the silhouette It says old house chamber and you see the back side. Of the, of the bronze of Robert E. Lee to which today is no longer there. Mm. And it's just amazing to me that uh, someone would just want to just get rid of history like that. And I've always fought against it and you have too. And I think at some point we'll get, excuse me, we'll get back there. I know Senator Norman had a bill uh, That's why I'm on your show, because he couldn't be here to talk about it, but he has a bill that's going to try to at least uh, uh, prospectively going forward that from now on the Capitol Square Preservation Council, the powers, or duties, all that's under under uh, revision, and, and we're putting checks and balances in to where one person doesn't have sole authority to be able to do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I've, I've always liked the idea that the Speaker was given a great deal of authority and a great deal of responsibility, and that there was this expectation that that person – while you knew they were going to be partisan because they were elected by the majority party, they also felt the weight of, I have to govern this body and run the Capitol in a way that is acceptable to everybody. And like I say, A.L. Philpot, Tom Moss, who was from Norfolk, who was a Democrat, I think everybody knew where they stood on the political spectrum and which party they were working for, but I just can't imagine that they would have... Um, thought that what Eileen Fillercorn did was okay.
2: I just that just boggles my mind. Well, I, th- I think I think our history became a political pawn in the big game yeah. and scheme of this whole whole thing. And you know, one of the things that I've been working on, John, and I know you've been a huge supporter of it as well, is preserving our history. And we just got in Culpeper the uh, the largest Civil War cavalry battle. And Cedar Mountain Run done into our state park system. And one of the biggest things I've always said is, look, if you don't want a monument in your locality and your citizens vote on it and they say, we don't like it, we don't want it anymore, that was the time, I get that. But you just can't destroy this stuff. And my thing has always been, let's put them in places where we can still retain it. And I think sometimes, you know, when we talk especially about our Civil War leaders, uh, military leaders and such, battlefields are a great place to put them because you know people go there it's hallowed ground you can you can see the records of what happened there and what people forget john what people forget is we still learn from that our united states marine corps our young officers come out to Chancellor Battlefield and they walk the hallowed ground there because they have the notes from the war as it progressed from those battles of where the different infantry units were, where the artillery units are, and they see the intervisibility lines so they can see what these officers, these young officers, were facing with their troops on the other side, and they learn from that. So they don't have to go to foreign soil under under enemy fire and have to learn the hard knocks they can learn it here and that's that's a critical thing that we can't replicate anywhere else because we don't have that ability and as we continue to do these things those those cannons that are out on Chancellorville, where they're lined up, where their artillery were, those are visual markers so people can see how far away it was. They can see the open ground that people had to cover under heavy fire yeah. and, and have an appreciation for what our, what our our fellow Americans went through back in that time, so we don't repeat it.
1: Yeah, It's and, an important story that lost. deserves to be told. And I'm getting texts, Senator Reeves, Bryce Reeves, uh, the state senator, is with us. Uh, saying, hey, you should have asked, do we know whether the relics that were removed, the statues, the artwork, the relics that were removed from the old house chamber, have they been destroyed or are they in storage? I guess. I mean, that's a pretty basic question. I hate, I hate to even think that well, they would have been emboldened to destroy them, but is that possible?
2: Uh, uh, my, my gut and about 80% of me says they're in storage somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, because we got an invoice i did I was shown an invoice where a company a moving company out of Pennsylvania had the contract uh, we paid them an enormous amount of money Philicorn uh, did to to move these things in the middle of the night and they 're somewhere in another state housed i hope somewhere and I think it 's going to take maybe the attorney general to get involved in this um, you know look th- there are people who uh, are courageous enough and have a profile and courage, as Kennedy used to say, to do the right thing regardless of the political pressures. Yeah. I think this is one of them. And, you know, it's an election year, so I don't think there's going to be a lot of people that will are willing to step out and, and, and do this. And maybe it's still too close to the early days of the wound and the burning of Richmond uh, that nobody wants to do it. I, I've never shied away from it. I think we should find out where they are, and I'm yeah. hopeful that we can get there.
1: Well, I give you credit. You have stood up every opportunity to stand up, you have done so and you've come on the radio and done it in a very public way. and I know that some Republicans are, are you know wimps and terrified of this of this uh, situation. and I think that's pathetic. You, you've got to stand up before these um, Marxist zealots come through and destroy everything and they're they're ready to do it and they're winning right now. So I appreciate the fact that you're not going to let them win without a fight. Senator Bryce Reeves, thanks for coming on.